Hey guys, I'm Alex, and this is Lunchbox Radio. This time we're talking about Baruto, Naruto, Last Generations. So, I've previously recorded something for this, and it got lost in the ether. I wanted to talk about Baruto, which is the sequel to the basically entire Naruto universe because I think it's really I think it's a really interesting thing. Generally, when people talk about shonen action shows, they focus on the the plot lines and how complicated they get and how long they run, and it's oftentimes seen the negative. Take um take something like Bleach that became so popular that they had to like drag it out and drag it out and drag it out and drag it out, and it they they put storylines inside of storylines, and they would literally just stop a storyline and say okay this is a weird thing we're gonna focus on for like three weeks to a month to a couple months and that gets really exhausting and they they did Naruto is not without that they in the original Naruto thing when Naruto was a kid it's pretty straightforward with also 500 episodes of fairly straightforward. Um, but for a show like Naruto Shippuden, it's super complicated. They, they, they have a goal they're trying to reach, and that would have taken long enough. But because it was so popular, it, they had, they not just had to, but I argue got to, completely build out the world and completely flesh out the world in a way where you had very little questions about like how the world how that world worked by the time you you left that show that by the time that show ended which I think it ended yeah it, it ended I think maybe two years ago at this point I don't remember I have a I have a bad internal clock. I have no idea, like, what time is. But the reason why I say got to instead of had to is because they built up this huge world. And it would be different if it was something like Bleach, where it all eventually just, like, was for naught and they had to end it like, at the very end of its run. But for Naruto, they had a very specific, like, the creator, I think Kishimoto, had a very specific end point he wanted to end on, and he got there, and he did it. Um, and the anime did as well. Kishimoto, it's a, ma- it's a manga artist, the mangaka, both of them end similarly. Um, but the advantage to doing that is if you ever come back to that world, all of the world-building stuff is explained and sought through and established. So you don't need to... You don't need to explain the base world anymore. It, it it exists as a thing, but that on that only works 
if you have something that's as popular as Naruto or Dragon Ball Z, the way Dragon Ball Z Super, I haven't watched a whole lot of it, but seems to, they like, okay, you know about Goku, you know about all these people, okay, let's, let's just, like, pause in this universe and, like, have fun with it and be weird. Now, Dragon Ball Z keeps introducing characters into its cast, so it keeps ballooning out, so they keep having to explain characters, and they have embraced that kind of power creep in the show. And, I mean, sure, there's still a power creep in Naruto, but in uh, Boruto, but at least... 26 episodes in, there's clearly a ceiling, and it's represented by all of the, uh, like, adult characters in the show, who are all the original cast, um, and when I said it's called Baruto colon Next Generations, that's important, because it really is about the next generation of that universe, and they make sure that you know that the previous generation is still there, they didn't go anywhere, but, like, their quote-unquote time has passed, and, like, they are now overlooking the, like, passing of the torch to the next generation of Shinobi, and that we could, if you watch the show, and I highly encourage anybody who has any interest in shonen or just kind of anime world building to go seek this thing out. It's on Crunchyroll. There's 26 episodes so far. I imagine it will run for a while because it is fairly popular. It is still not as popular as the original Naruto, but it's still pretty popular. It's in the top 10 on Crunchyroll kind of permanently. And whenever an episode comes out, it, like, jumps to the top two or top three. But it's, it's an interesting look at, like, what happens when you make a show that becomes a tentpole. And then you get to make a second, not even series, because, like, the shows get second series or second seasons all the time. This is different. When you get to tell an entirely new story from, with new characters in that same universe, but in which the characters that you created aren't just, like, reference points. Like, it's, it's not like everybody's like, oh, yeah... You you remember when Naruto did that thing? They the creators of the the new the new mangaka all of them know like if people watching this they've totally seen tons of Naruto. They don't need us to remind. They don't they don't need us to remind them that Naruto at some point was a brat who did all these things because he was acting out. 
they will drop a thing like Barto's like, why would some kid just be a jerk and skip out on school? And then they just kind of let that sit there as like people give the now leader of this ninja village just a side eye and are like, I don't know. Why would they? And so the other thing is that they don't reference the character they don't use the characters as just like name drops and references. But the characters are also there. It's not like these characters have like vanished almost entirely from this world. They are populated all throughout the thing, like um and characters you wouldn't expect, like um Anko, the um shooting exam lady who um was a puppet of Orochimaru is now like I think she's the assistant principal in the like in the hidden leaf village school and she's now a like fifty something lady <laughs> who is clearly a ninja but doesn't need to go on missions anymore, doesn't really like it less concerned with I need to be able to like murder somebody in the middle of the night at the drop of a hat. But then you also have you have um Shino who is now Boruto's teacher and like he is I'm not gonna say he looks less like a drug dealer <laughs> cause if you look at Shino's character line you'll notice like he looks more and more like a sketchy drug dealer as they go, as they, like, progress his designs. Like, he, first he looks like the kid that you could, like, go buy pot from. Um, but then eventually he looks like the guy who, like, makes the heroin drop for the cartel. <laughs> but he, so he, like manages to not look as sketchy because he is a teacher and he needs some kind of authority and like there needs to be some kind of authority to him but like it's interesting because he he was fleshed out in the show but they fleshed him out at least from what I saw with no real reason <laughs> They had a couple storylines with him, but nothing, because because essentially they couldn't not. But they they use they use him as a character really well, and they show you what his like how his character feels about things and how his character reacts about things really well, and because he was never super focused on you get the idea like they bring the idea of like oh he's from the original cast like you know the name the character design makes sense all that stuff so you get that nostalgia hit without it like punching you in the face over and over and over again where if the new teacher was like Sasuke who is in the show um, fairly heavily, 
like, you'd just be like, oh, why? Like, why did they do this? He A, he's an asshole to all of his students. B, it's just like... It's a it's a craft use of like the valuable commodity of nostalgia. Now, with like the nostalgia does kick in, they have like they have all the kids of the main cast, like just this black girl named Chocho, who is very clearly the daughter of Choji. Um, Sara is Sasuke and. Sakura's daughter, Baruto's obviously Naruto and Hinata's and Hinata's son but they are like they are actual parents and like they fu- they function like normal parents and that's the interesting thing is the way that they maintain nostalgia for the old show they oftentimes it's just these characters being present and acting like parents, which hilariously in anime, like, it's not like characters never have parents, but usually it serves no story purpose, and it serves no, like, like their parents are either, like, introduced for one-off gags, like, um, the parents in hidden her circumstances at, at least like in hidden her circumstances I'm pretty sure that you meet like I, I know you meet um what's her face the, the female lead parents but I don't remember if you meet um the male lead parents in that show for any length of time other than like a couple seconds I think it's only I think it's only like one scene that you meet uh his parents in his and her circumstances. But um so it's it's really interesting to see a show successfully say like, okay, here's this really like classic mold of a shonen action hero, but his like his drive isn't that, you know, he wants to be, like, make his own place in the world. He has a really clear place in the world. And he has a family. Like, he he has a little sister. And a mother and a father. And they're around. And... It, and all of these people, they have parents. So, it's like, the scenes were, like... Shikamaru will show up and be like, "Okay, Shikadai, you gotta come with me. We gotta, we gotta like go train in the family jutsu, or um, what's it called? Um, Cho Cho goes off to train with her dad all the time, but interestingly enough, this show is also like a demonstration of like." terrible fathers because when Naruto is there and Naruto is like has moments of excellence just as a dad he's a terrible dad like he he spends most of his time working not only that but 
portions of the show, he sends shadow clones home to, like, I think it's in the movie where they show him, it's in the Boruto movie where they show him, he sends a shadow clone to celebrate his own daughter's birthday, only he gets tired, falls asleep at his desk, the shadow clone disappears, drop it, and drops the cake. And, like, Hinata, like, as a, like, character, is very understanding about, she's like, well, he never had a father, so him, like, any effort to him is worthwhile and important, even if it's not, like, the standard level of, like, fatherhood, and said, like, Baruto should just appreciate the fact that he has a dad who's around and alive, instead of Naruto's, like, ghost dad that they introduced at some point in Naruto Shippuden. So they, so once again, they're using the, like, world building to help the viewer understand why the characters act the way they do. But then, the one thing they don't do a good job of explaining or justifying is the fact that Sasuke is straight up never around for his kid. Like, Sasuke's kid is... Sasuke is basically an asshole still. Like, Sasuke has gotten older and wiser, but not nicer, basically, in this universe. Which, I guess, makes total sense. Like, he's still an asshole. But, I think I read somewhere that, like, Sasuke is an asshole who loves his kid. Like, he definitely loves Sadara... And he loves Sakura, but that doesn't mean that he's going to quit being a loner jerk for them. Like, that's so ingrained in him that he's just like, no, I need to quote-unquote repent, which really means long fucking walk in the woods while I neglect my family and familial responsibilities. And, it's like, so, like, it's, it's, the whole thing is really interesting because it's the first time at least that I can, that I can remember that a shonen act, that, like, a kind of, like, shallow shonen action show has chosen to, like, do something with the massive amount of world building that they have done other than just doing it by necessity to stretch out the show and make more money a la Dragon Ball Z, a la One Piece, a la any shonen action show you can imagine. Even something like a shonen horror thriller like um, Death Note. Death Note it's clear, like, it was written so if it needed to end, it could totally end. But then it, like, it caught fire and they needed to continue it. 
so they could just write it and do it and have it like kind of trail off to a natural end they wrote it they it started to get at least this is the way i see it it started to get written to be more twisty and incorporate more things and so they keep writing themselves into corners and then backing out in the opposite direction from those corners uh, anime writing and anime and manga writing and entertainment writing is such that it can and does end when your story gets as drop drops in popularity enough and becomes essentially less popular enough to sustain. I hope you guys liked this episode. If you did, be sure to subscribe to it in iTunes and leave me a rating. Let me know how I'm doing. Um, but I've been having fun doing these for you guys. If you haven't heard my episodes I released early this week, it's kind of like a special episode, quote-unquote, um, on the Sochiro Watanabe Blade Runner thing um go check that out also go check out my episode on neo yokio and um like i said if you like this subscribe go ahead and subscribe to it on itunes or um drop by and give me a rating and let me know how i'm doing uh, you can follow me on twitter at alex Hokohan. um and i will talk to you guys next week